Hey, we back again, season four, episode two, with the one and the only Inspiring Educators podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. But let's first begin with introductions of our Inspiring Educators. Inspiring Educators, introduce yourselves. What's happening, good people? It's your boy, Coach Jay, Jadrian Grimes, straight out to ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. Make sure y'all follow your boy on Twitter. At my first and last name, that's at Jadrian Grimes. That's at J-A-D-R-I-E-N-G-R-I-M-E-S. Community and Civic Engagement Manager for Hands-On Atlanta here in the metro Atlanta area. We always like to start our segments off when we're introducing ourselves and telling folks what we're grateful for. What am I grateful for? So, so many things. But you know what? If I had to sum it up in one thing, I'm grateful for life and health as well as it is right now. I know just like my family, there are a lot of families and friends that are struggling, whether it be COVID or other afflictions that are going on. But if you're breathing, if you're listening to this episode two, season four, right now, you have breath in your body. That means you still have purpose left and you should be grateful. So I'm grateful for life and I'm grateful for health as well as it is. Check one, check two. This is your boy, Dr. Christopher J. Childs, coming live from the FLA, that Florida. And if you're from the South, we don't say Florida. We say Florida. We say Florida. But I am here. This is me. This is who I am. What do I do? I do a little bit of this. I do a little bit of that. I do a little bit of this. I do a little bit of that. But a little bit of everything in mathematics education. Now a little bit of everything in this diversity, equity, and inclusion. A little bit of this. A little bit of that. But just know I'm coming for you wherever you at. That kind of rhyme, y'all. Saw that a little bit of this. All right. Y'all check me out later on now. What am I grateful for? You know what? In this pandemic, I've been stuck at the house. I've been grounded. Literally, I did catch one flight for a pleasure trip. But officially, I've been grounded since 2020, which is crazy for me as a person who loves to travel. But in me being grounded, I've had the opportunity to kick it with my two shorties. Wait, Paul, that sounds like I didn't kick it with my kids prior. I kicked it with my kids prior, but now... I've literally been with these two bundles of joy every single day, morning, night. Oh my gosh, it's been unreal. But I am grateful for my two shawties. Like I love those two little girls. They keep me up. They keep me doing what I do. And it's been cool just hanging out and seeing their quirkiness and being home with them so much because I travel so much. I saw them, but I didn't see them as much. But I am grateful for those two. They get on my nerves sometimes. I get on their nerves sometimes. We pass it back and forth. I am grateful for those two. Jay, guess what season four we got this season? Guess what's new? Guess what's new for season four? What we got? Man, we got sponsors. Four. We got sponsors, man. We, got a we sponsor. Shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to the sponsors. And we have a sponsor for every thing. part of the show is open. The whole show is for sale at some time. I'm just joking. We're not going to have a bunch of ass. But our hot topic for this episode, we do have a sponsor. So check out this quick, quick 60-second ad from our sponsor. Yo, check this out. Join 300,000 plus teachers around the world using eSpark to help close the gap this school year. To help you make the most of this school year, eSpark is giving you free, you heard that right, free, F-R-E-E, access to eSpark for the 2021-2022 school year. With eSpark, you can guess what? Engage students with standards-based games, videos, songs, and much more. You can assign level small group lessons to easily target specific skills. Wow. Guess what else? 
You can extend learning with personalized adaptive pathways in reading and math. Guess what else? You can identify learning gaps and monitor growth with email alerts and reports. Whoa, eSpark does it all. It is crazy. You got to check it out. But first, you have to use this link. Go to go.espark.app backslash inspiring educators. Let me give it to you again because some of you are going to be like, what did he say? I'm going to give it to you the old school way where you give the entire URL. Check this out. Go to HTTPS colon. Those are the two dots. Backslash, backslash. Here we go, y'all. Go, G-O, period. E-spark, E-S-P-A-R-K, period. A-P-P, backslash, inspiring educators. One more time for the people. Go.espark.app, backslash, inspiring educators. Check out eSpark. Guess what? It is free access for you all. Check it out. Free. Man. Hey, if you want to be a sponsor on the show, hit us up. Holler at us. You can be a sponsor too, and you can be cool just like them. Check this out. This hot topic. This is a new season, new energy. Dress codes. Man, y'all, we're going back to school. We always talk about these dress codes. I know every school's read that code of conduct, but check this out. Dress codes for educators or lack thereof vary by district and even school environment. For students, policies are clearly established and leave little room for confusion. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, 56% of public schools enforce a dress code for students. Even school environments, some of them require uniforms. However, appropriate apparel for teachers has yet to be defined in many schools and districts. Some teachers come in shorts, some teachers come in jeans, some come in athletic gear, some in business casual, some in business attire. This is a question for the show. This is our episode topic, a hot topic. Is it time for teachers to reevaluate their wardrobe choices as we enter a new school year? We got a dress code for students, but should we ramp up the dress code for teachers? Now, everybody probably on your district site, there are some dress code guidelines. Do we don't enforce teacher guidelines? like we enforce student guidelines. And right now, there's a lot of memes going around about parents don't wear this when you come into school, like a bonnet and pajamas. Everybody's seen those, like parents come in, inappropriate stuff. But hey, educators, as much as I love each and every one of you, I'm still going to challenge us as a field. Do we need a educator dress code? I definitely feel we need an educator dress code for sure. I won't be long-winded. But in short, my answer is we're professionals. It's a professional space, so we should look the part. I know there are a number of corporations, organizations outside of education who have, I guess, loosened their dress codes. And I'm talking pre-COVID when folks were going into the office every day. You know, some places of employment allow you to wear sneakers and jeans and things of that nature. But we're professionals and we should dress the part. You know, our pants, our skirts, our bottoms should be pressed properly. Our tops should be pressed. I'm an advocate for wearing ties, you know, a total advocate for wearing ties as gentlemen to school. Um, ladies, I remember back in the day when I was going to school, that's what I saw. You know, I saw gentlemen in bow ties and neckties and suits. And that's what I saw. The ladies looked amazingly well, the teachers. But now it's a little lax. 
you know, the Dr. Child's points, you know, jeans and T-shirts. But if we see a student that comes in with ripped jeans or T-shirts or what, hey, you, we have to get you home. You have to go home. You're suspended. You're this, you're that because you're out of dress code. So 100%, I'm an advocate for a dress code in all school buildings. Jay, man, you know this episode can go viral, man. They're going to be mad at us because, hey, look, I was a classroom teacher at some point. Because the first thing folks going to say, have you ever been a classroom? Yes. And at my school environment, I did jeans Friday. On Friday, jeans, I dressed down a little bit. On Fridays. But the remainder of the week, as my mentor told me, education is serious business. At the very least, some doctors and a polo, at the least. Some days I rock a tie, some days bow tie. But for me, it's, I wanted to present an image to my students of success. Also, I identify as a black male. I want to show them what a black male looks like as successful and to just raise up our profession. Just so our profession can be on like any other level and they don't say, oh, you're a teacher. But from the attire, I think it makes a difference. There was one time I was working out when I got out of school, I was consulting. I remember having on a nice suit. I'm not saying the suit was nice because I had it on, but the suit was nice because I had it on. You know what I'm saying? I had on this nice suit walking through a school. I remember I was talking to a group of black males and one of the kids just stared at me. I was like, what's up? He's like, yeah, I'm a high school senior. I'm like, cool. Why are you staring at me? He said, I've never seen a black man at this school in a suit before. Senior in high school. So he's about 18, maybe 17. And he was in shock that he saw a black man in the suit. Again, imagery matters. That's why, for me, understanding where I come from with the dress code is not, oh my gosh, freedom, I wanna be relaxed. What are we presenting to students? And are we showing students this can be a viable career pathway? So, for me, it's all about that dress and that attire. To me, it makes a huge, huge difference in just your perception. And, Jay, We've both been in classrooms across the country. Yep. What's one of the wildest things you've seen that you like, I can't believe they wore that to work today. I got a couple of things, but what's one of the wildest things you've seen like, you really wore that to work today? I saw a teacher come in the school, it's 2019 fall, in ripped jeans and a ripped t-shirt, making a fashion statement though. Now this particular individual had clothes like there wasn't any you know ripped jeans ripped t-shirts and the individual's point was you know they want to fit in with the students the students will perceive them in a different way they will be more engaging if they look a certain way now yeah that was a retro four they were clean you know i liked them they was fresh but this is your place of employment so I'll say ripped jeans, ripped T-shirt, and those retro fours, which were dope again. But this is your place of employment. You don't wear that to work. So some of the things I've seen out there, ripped jeans, I've seen that one. I've seen, this burns me up, flip-flops, like beach flip-flops. I don't care if you have pants or shorts, like flip-flops. Like we really wear flip-flops to go teach kids. And we're not going to the beach like a regular day. Hey, I got my flip-flops, shorts. For some reason, shorts have always bothered me. And again, this is our personal opinion. Folks, don't jump down my throat. You haven't seen my shorts. And this is attributed to Kim Kardashian. And this was that phase where yoga pants got hot. A lot of people brought that into the educational environment. And again, folks, just think about it from this professionalism, how we can be perceived in it. And you're welcome. I'm going to put an open call. 
because folks gonna listen to this for like i want to come on and argue you this is an open call if you want to be on the next episode about we'll run this episode back in regard to teacher dress code but i wanted to just think about it from that professionalism piece of just how we perceive ourselves and understanding too i know earlier we mentioned shirt ties etc etc understanding we're not gender biased as it relates to your professional attire. So don't feel as though, oh, they said the guy's going to watch. We didn't say, again, we're just saying professionalism in general, regardless of how you identify, that's important. That makes a difference. And someone asked me, well, I'm just reading up because this social media was burning up. Well, does that impact how my students perform? We really don't know. Well, I shouldn't have to dress up to come to a job that I'm underpaid in. But here's the thing, we chose this profession knowing you're gonna be underpaid. We knew that coming in. And then also what's unique, while in the classroom, folks are like, don't care about the dress code as much. Then they slowly transition to administrators, they conform all of a sudden. So if it's really, hey, I'm gonna be a free spirit, be a free spirit as a principal, walk around with some ripped jeans and a t-shirt and go into your boss office and see how long you last. Again, I'm not advocating for Man, we can't be freedom of speech. I'm just saying, I take this profession to heart. And I want people outside of our profession to look at us professional. I don't want to hear what Google wears. I don't want to hear what Mark Zuckerberg wears. What about you? And our students, when they look at us, like, you can be fresh, like polo shirt. And this is not shame, like Jadron pointed out, this is not shaming anyone with economics. Like, I can't afford that high quality suit. Look. I'm just saying business casual, professional. That's it. That's all we're advocating for. I'm not saying switch up here. I'm just saying think to me it's a mentality how you step into it. What's your thoughts, Jay? 100 percent The way you dress will be the way that you're addressed. Right? You only get one first impression. Day one, school, this is who you are. You know, if you have aspirations to be an administrator one day, like Dr. Child said, for somehow you automatically conform on day one of you being an administrator. And you were gung-ho about wearing shorts and ripped jeans or t-shirts as a teacher. Well, you know for a fact there aren't any principals or assistant principals that I know of in any school that I've seen. I could be wrong, been in a lot of schools, but I've never saw an administrator in ripped jeans and a t-shirt. If that's what you aspire to be, all we're saying is be the consummate professional every day. There are tons of young people watching you who want to emulate what you do, your style. They're clinging on to every word that you say. And it matters. It matters going forward. Right. So we need to be mindful as professionals. This is our work environment. This is work. They cut us a check. The district leaders and whoever the powers that be are looking at how are you representing our organization as a whole? Can we send you out somewhere and know that you're going to be dressed properly and representing the school, the district or whatever, even on a daily basis? And that way, all we're saying is be the consummate professional every day and do what it takes. Invest in yourself. Invest in your wardrobe. You need it. And consider this. There's an old saying, you dress for the job you want, not the job that you have. Again, some may say, Chris, I just want to be a teacher forever. But do you want to be that? Oh, let me, I was going to say that young, cool teacher. All of us want to be that young, cool teacher until we realize year after year, it's not the kids are getting younger, it's just we getting older. The kids are the same age, we start to realize that. Piece. But at the end of the day, folks, as educators, I want kids to look up to us. And you can be fresh in a nice outfit. You can be fresh still. 
I want them to look up to us like, man, that's cool. Like you're a cool teacher and you're dressed up because guess what? When you go to after school events, when you're out in the community, you can wear your J's. You can wear your red bottoms. You can wear your ripped. That's your time to show your other fashion forward statement. But in this business of education, let's showcase where they can look at us and like, are you a student or are you a teacher? That's based upon the time. You know, if you're young, like when I first saw y'all so young looking, no matter what I had on, they like, sir, I'm get to class. I'm like, yo, I'm the teacher. Like, you're not a teacher. Show. I used to bring in my badge, but based upon it, especially on Dress Down Fridays, oh, man, that was a rough day because I was very young looking, fresh out of college. I used to always get caught for everything. But as I dressed more professionally, and when I say professionally, like that business attire, I got treated differently. And the same thing, I know earlier I talked about, you know, hey, academic, the students do better. They just treated me with a different form of respect than when I just down being one of them. To me, again, just considering how do we raise the value of our field as a whole? And if you think back and look at picture books from, let's say, the 70s, teachers from the 80s, early 90s, look at how they presented themselves, how they dressed. And then all of a sudden, it's like we just took a downward slope. Now we're at the other end of the pendulum. And again, this is our opinion. I think we devalued the profession. Again, I think our profession needs to be at that top tier. This is not an episode we discuss in salaries and money. We'll do that on the future episode. But I want folks to look at educators like that's somebody respecting the community. That's the educator right there. That's all I'm asking for in the field. Just how do we get that respect back and that value back? Well, the educator used to be a pillar in the community, a pillar in the community. When the educator said something, it meant something. When the school did something, it meant something to that community. But to me, part of it, and the other pieces, it started with that professional attire coming into the building. Again, students have to abide by rules. Some schools, students have to wear uniforms. I'm challenging my educators. Are we willing to step up to that plate? I'm just asking, Jay, what are your final thoughts on this? Should there be a teacher or educator dress code? Coming from two of the freshest educators to ever do it, shout out to us. There absolutely should be a teacher dress code that we should abide by because at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, we are professionals. When you walk into a bank, they dress and they look like they work at the bank. When we walk in a school building, that's a place of respect, right? That's the highest standard education. This is the most important industry in the world. So we should look to par. All we're saying is look like a professional and look like you're going to work every day. In the words of the great Deion Sanders, Deion said something like this. If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. And if you play good, you pay good. Educators, I'm going to remix this Deion Sanders piece. If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you're going to teach good. And when you teach good, they're going to pay good. Yes, you do get paid better as you go to the race and do different things. But it all starts about you got to look good, feel good teach good, and then they're going to pay you real, real good. So I'm going to challenge y'all educators. This is what I want you to do. Look around at your colleagues. And this is not a shaming thing. This is not to go up to your colleague. Why are you? Again, just look at the perception of what your colleagues are wearing as it relates to professionalism. That's it. Again, this is not a shaming thing. This is not, oh, my gosh, they got on red bottles. No, just look at the professionalism aspect and ask ourselves, can we do a little bit better? Let's bring back that professional attire. 
that's all we asking. Now, before we jet out of here, because this is a high episode, and again, we welcome y'all to come on the show, join us, we'll argue. We're going to argue down one by one. Line up, people. Jump on the show one by one. Boom, boom, boom. Just switch person to person. But we are going to inspire you before you leave. And guess what? This episode's inspirational moment has been brought to you by none other than Jadrian Grimes. My good people, season four. I want to leave you with this. It's crazy times right now. A lot going on in the world. But understand this and know this. You all are educators. Y'all are rocking it out. You're doing either the best job you can or you're extending yourself even more. Remember this. Don't let the pandemic stop the promise. Promise a declaration or assurance that one would do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. What have you been promised spiritually? What have you been promised emotionally, financially, holistically? What have you been promised? You know, the pandemic doesn't stop that. Everything that you want, you still can accomplish. That goal, that dream, finishing this school year, shoot, finishing the day. I know days are harder now because there's so much going on. Stay committed. Commitment is continuing to do what you said you was going to do in the beginning. Stay committed. Folks need to give grace. Educators, y'all are rocking it out. Let's do a little bit more. Let's push. Don't let the pandemic stop anything that you've been promised. It will happen. Don't just exist in this world. Make sure you live while you have an opportunity. So y'all keep grinding. Keep going hard. Don't let the pandemic stop your promise. You'll get everything that you've been promised down the road. This has been the Inspiring Educators Podcast. We back. We back. I promise you season four is going to be something like none other. And our co-hosts will be back when they come back from vacation. Ms. Noor, when you come back, whenever we're we gonna be hot. We, we yeah. rocking and rolling. This on vacation. We back. We back. But teachers, you need to dress up. You need to dress professional. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna leave you with that one. We out. Catch you next time. We out here. Holla.